The Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome, everybody. It's so great to have you with us. And wow, what is the world coming to? We have so much going on right now. Today is, I would say, a pinnacle of a few different things. We have today a possible shutdown of the government. Imminent. I think it's imminent. I think it's going to happen. I could be wrong. But if you think about it, tonight at midnight, if they don't come to a conclusion and agree on reining in the spending, we're going to have a shutdown. That's going to happen. And we've been talking about it. We did a show a couple of weeks ago with Congressman Scott Perry and Mastriano and the effects of this budget on on us, not only at the federal level, but how it trickles down into state and local. So you should listen to that show. It's great. But one of the things that Scott Perry said as the chair of the Freedom Caucus is, and I've said it, the bank account is bust. The U.S. taxpayer's bank account is bust. What does that mean? It means we are now borrowing money to do stuff like sending it to Ukraine. Now, how much sense does that make? They're going to send money to Ukraine. And they're going to borrow to do it. And the U.S. taxpayers are going to bear the burden for the next I don't know how many decades if we survive it. At some point, it becomes so critical, you can't survive it. Now, if you want to crush somebody in business, crush them financially. That's what happens. Take out your, your your competition by crushing their market share. Well, it's not a dissimilar situation where you, you want to take down a country, you crush us financially. We become so dependent on government dole, like communism and socialism, that you become that. And if you think about, I think about toilet paper in Venezuela. I mean, they're shooting each other to get a pack of toilet paper. I mean, I'm, I exaggerate. But the point being that it gets so bad that you cannot cover your basic necessities. Now, they have run up our debt. So our, our, our bank account is bust. The credit card is maxed. There is no more money. You know, as we've said, yeah, you're going to have to cover the basics. And if they go to a government shutdown, it is my understanding that the critical things will still be covered. So there's going to be some rocky waters that we're coming into right now in terms of the financials. But enough is enough. We are broke. No more money. Stop sending money to Ukraine. Let's just start there. Okay, that's insane. On one hand, you don't want us to be a country that goes out and forces or imposes our our views and values and system of government on others. But you want us to fund all the nonsense abroad. So so what is it? You know, at some point it doesn't work. That's the one thing. The other thing is Diane Feinstein passed yesterday. We'll keep her family in our prayers. Um, she was iconic. And there will be a appointment, I'm sure, by Newsom forthwith to add one of his cronies. So it won't, unfortunately, change the complexion of the Senate. So we're still going to deal with that. 
you know, where they're under Mitch McConnell's uh, leadership on the Republican side, we are woefully inadequate in terms of making any substantive decisions, including if we had to go to a Biden impeachment, which brings me to my next point. They had the Biden hearings. Oh, and let's not forget the indictments on President Trump amidst all of this other chaos. So let's talk today with Liz Harrington, who's back in studio with me. And I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of look at all of the chaos and really be able to see where does all this leave us? I think we're in a really in a constitutional crisis. So good morning, Liz. It's great to have you here. Hey, good morning, Jen. It's great. So what what do you think? I mean, just based on what I shared on the financial side, let's just start there because our country is in such a crisis and not to mention all the constitutional crisis we're enduring. What are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting because you say that the country is, you know, broke, but there's no reason why we should be because we take in trillions of dollars every year. Well, how is trillions of dollars not enough to fund the basic, which, why do you have a government in the first place, right? To protect the rights of the citizenry, to protect property rights, protect the border. We don't even have a border right now. They're not using all of our hard-earned money appropriately at all. So at a certain point, and President Trump's been talking about this, if you're not going to get a good deal, which we have leverage, we have the House of Representatives, we have the power of the purse, you need to use it. If you're not going to get a good deal, you're going to need to shut it down. And he's stated that pretty clearly. Because look at what the government's doing. They've opened the border. As you mentioned, all this hundreds of millions and billions to Ukraine uh, with these endless wars again, Uh, not to mention they've decimated our energy independence with the inflation, the prices at the grocery. It's insane. And then, of course, the weaponization. We have a weaponization committee, but yet we're just going to continue to fund the ongoing election interference that's happening right now. You know, They've frankly wasted a ton of time looking at, you know, things around the edges of what we already know of how they interfered in 2020 with the Hunter Biden laptop. We know all this. What are they doing about the interference right now? They're trying to put the leader of the most popular political movement in American history, President Trump, in jail on a bunch of non-crimes. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has act, there's been evidence for years that he's committed actual crimes. And yet they're slow walking that. Oh, it's an inquiry and everything else. When we should have known all of this years ago, none of it ever leaked. Why didn't leak? Instead, they leaked lies about President Trump. They, they never had anything real to leak against President Trump. So what they do? They made up Russia, Russia, Russia. They made up everything. And you had an election year. They didn't have real scandals to work with. So what did they do? They, they made up fake quotes in The New Yorker about, oh, he called military uh, members fallen suckers and losers. It's disgusting. It never happened. That's a leak of a lie. And yet you have real crimes, bribery, extortion, <laughs> selling out our country. And yet the FBI knew it. The DOJ knew it. And they've been covering it up. And now the Republicans are allowed to move forward with it. The whole system is corrupt. Why would we fund this when really 2024 is our last chance to turn this around? And they're interfering in it as we speak right in front of our face. So we have to do something about it. 
Well, you mentioned they fund elections. I would say they protect the corruption, and I think you're pointing to that. So when you when you look at this election integrity, election fraud issue, so many times we've been unable to crack through the corrupt Department of Justice and their cronies. So, I mean, in some sense, it's impressive. I mean, it's impressive how corrupt they are. If you think about it, it's really impressive how they have managed the media, manipulated the mindset of the people by managing the media through the corrupt messaging, often incorrect or or absolutely false. They have they have managed the banking. They have debanked people. This is stunning. I mean, ATF decides to go into the machine gun nest bank and tell them you have to shut them down. They're not even found guilty. Mm-hmm. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? But they're going to impose a a uh, a top-down, corrupt, communist approach on business to meet their their narrative and their objectives. It's stunning. It's impressive how they have controlled the Department of Justice, the prosecutors. They're letting all of the bad guys out and putting the good guys in. It's impressive how they have manipulated legislators. We right now have 28 senators who are Republicans voting against our people. What's wrong with these people? They're so corrupt. Now, I want to say something. To have a politician be owned because they're, quote, compromised, because they've done something stupid, and now they have they can be blackmailed by whomever, I don't know who they are, that are imposing this power and authority over people, but you're seeing that, that manipulation on legislators because they've done something stupid. Swalwell comes to mind. So... The problem is people do stupid things, Liz. And one of the things I I think that's really messed up here is that until we as a humanity understand that people do stupid things and it's not um, the immorality of human beings, which is how human beings are. That's why God forgives us for our sins, right? People do stupid things. Until we can get past using that as a blackmail thing, and people being owned, if somebody did something stupid when they were in their 20s or they, I don't know, they burned a flag or they did pot or whatever the dumb things, or maybe they slept with their sister's husband, I don't know, whatever the dumb things were that the human beings did, at some point that can no longer be a way to control and manipulate our legislative process. Am I making sense? Well, the founders talked about how the system really won't work unless you have moral people <laughs> participating in it and frankly i think we've gotten so far away from that um there's just a quote that comes to mind from benjamin franklin where he says you know if this is people with religion imagine people without it right people are wicked and you need uh something to ground everybody together and that's why they've framed uh the Constitution and our government and the system with all these different checks to kind of because they knew people were corrupt. And if you give people the opportunity, they're going to be corrupt. They're going to 
seek power and money. Of course. And so they had all these different checks in place to kind of curb against that. And you knew it was going to happen, but to try to, you know, keep things closer to the people. That's why more power with the spending and all of that was supposed to be the closest. The House, you have elections every two years. There's supposed to be more accountability there. Um, And the Senate was supposed to be a little bit more distant. And, of course, a lot of this has been changed uh, over time. And now they're popularly elected instead of appointed uh, by their state legislatures. So there's a lot of changes that have happened over the years. But also we've just gotten so far away from the core values of what government is even supposed to be. They're supposed to serve us. They're supposed to serve the interests of the people. And clearly, that's not the case anymore. We're we're basically working for them. (laughs) And we'll probably get to this a little later in the show. But, I mean, you're basically a slave to the state with all the the taxes and everything else. If you do anything that they deem inappropriate, they can come and take your land. So are you free? The purpose of government is to protect your property. Protect your fundamental rights. And that's the reason that they exist. And give you a place to go for with your grievances for relief. Government right. is supposed to be the one place we can go. And now they'll throw you in jail if you uh, voice your grievances. And look what they're doing to President uh, education. Trump. Oh, of right. course. But just objecting to the corrupt election. Uh, just voicing that, giving speeches, sending out tweets. I mean, the, these are now, quote unquote, criminal acts, <laughs> according to uh, Fannie Willis in Georgia. It's it, it. They've turned our system totally on its head. Um, same with Jack Smith in D.C. They're saying that they're, they're basically exposing themselves that they hate the Constitution. They hate the First Amendment. They're making it a crime. And. Further, they accuse you of a non-crime, and then they go to a corrupt judge and say, hey, you can't let them speak because they might interfere in our corrupt process. They might taint the Washington, D.C. jury pool. Really? The one that voted, you know, 96 percent against President Trump. President Trump's going to influence that jury pool by rightfully voicing criticism against this corrupt process. The whole thing is so corrupt. I think you're pointing to when you get to that point, we have reached a communist state that it it really is. And I've said this probably long before. For a long time, people were saying, well, we're going towards socialism. No, (laughs) we passed right over socialism. That's what President Trump says. He was like, oh, I was right. 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 We skipped right over. We didn't become socialists. We became communists. So we, you know, we here are now in this, in this dilemma we really have a dilemma of of morality god said we are free we have to make good choices our will matters what we think what we do is a choice right but we are free and that's in our constitution to be free and and yet we are now owned by the establishment by the deep state by their thinking by their politics, by their relationships, because they're all in cahoots working together against we the people. And I I know I speak for a lot of people. We are very worried. This is not a place where we feel like we have a chance of 
turning it around. So, I, you know, we'll spend the show working on this. And then at the end, I want you to leave us with some hope. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I have today with me my dear friend Liz Harrington, who's the spokesperson for President Donald J. Trump's campaign. We'll be right back. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today Liz Harrington in studio. Let's just talk about the uh, the budget for a second. We're in a we're in a crisis as a nation with no money to really work with. And, and, and what's so sad to me is, you know, when President Trump, before the uh, bioweapon was released on us. Uh, we were thriving and we all knew the only way that President Trump was not going to get reelected was if they took down his economy. We just knew that. So the fact that now we're in this point is like the whole you said t- tipped on it, turned on its head. The whole financial situation is completely opposite where we were thriving and prospering. Everybody was doing well in business. People were happy. Uh, the Democrats were happy. You know, the black community was thriving. People of color were doing well under Trump, and they tried to call him a racist. None of it makes any sense. It's all crazy talk. But now we're here under somebody who supposedly supports those communities, and what he has done is gone against them and turned them into communities that are struggling, like all of us. We're all struggling. It's an equal opportunity struggle brought to you by... Joe Biden et al. And we all know that Biden is not the only individual running things because he can barely put two sentences together. So none of it makes any sense. But if you look at it from the financial standpoint, how do you think we can turn this around? Let's say President Trump gets reelected because, look, he did it once. He fixed us once. He could fix us again. I, I have total faith in him for that. But how do we recover after we're so far in debt? I mean, I think that there has to be a reevaluation of the kind of size of government, the funding of government, the size of Department of Justice, the size of the IRS. I mean, why do we have all these people over top of us sitting on our chest like a big elephant? We can't breathe. Well, this was something that was going to be addressed in the second term. It's just been delayed now. But this was something that he was talking about. What he did with restructuring or getting rid of the regulations and the tax cuts we were bringing in so much revenue and there are ways to do it i mean and if anyone can do it it's president trump was he reducing the the deficit back then well his budgets i mean here this is the problem he put forward the most conservative budgets you could ever imagine great uh physical sanity all these different things cutting things that most people wouldn't touch, like he was going to cut Planned Parenthood and everything else. In a Republican Congress, the first two years, they didn't take up his budgets. They didn't pass his budgets. And, of course, they didn't give him funding for the wall. He had to go around them for that, use the his military. Own people. Yes. His own people. Yeah, so I Crazy. love all these you know, losers in the Republican primary, like sniping at some of them who were actually in Congress at the time, by the way, also. So it's more blame on them saying, you know, he didn't do this and he didn't do that. I mean, he was fighting his own party. 
to get basic things like border security, and he did it. I mean, he accomplished it. We had this most secure border in history. The wall was all but finished uh, in January 2021. So when he gets back in, there are ways to do it. If anyone can do it, it's President Trump. I mean, he has done such remarkable things before he was in politics, things that people said were impossible. What he did and built in New York City and just around the world and we we can do it. It's our, it's worse off now, and we really don't have much time. I mean, the way that they're destroying our country so quickly is devastating. And we really have to return the power back to the people, like he said in his inaugural address in his first term. We we have to get back to that fundamental kind of relooking at what the republic is supposed to be, who how it's supposed to work. And I think. I think President Trump will do that from the top, but really it will inspire all the people at the bottom to get involved locally because, frankly, like it won't quite matter if your own jurisdiction is going down the same path and we're not getting involved and we're letting it happen. We're letting all our rights be taken away. So I think that's the silver lining in all of this nonsense is that the people have been activated. The basic mom and pop community you know, activism that was never our thing. It was the Democrats who did that, and they did it really well. We were not grassroots, but we've become that. And I want to give a shout-out to Moms for Liberty. I mean, they have really paved the way. I'm thinking about various, many, many, many organizations across the country with Patriot in their name. So many of these organizations said, no more. We're taking control of our country. And they've risen up out of the ashes to take charge and to put in place structures so that we can be more effective. We're not there yet. We definitely are not as good at some of the grassroots election stuff that we need to get better at. There's a lot of work to be done on that. And, you know, some people, and we're going to take a break, some people want to talk about, you know, we should become uh, good at, you know, early voting and ballot harvesting or ballot stuffing or ballot whatevers. I don't agree with that. I don't believe we lower our standards to become that. I'm not a a believer in that. I think we have to raise the standards of all. And uh, that's what we'll continue to do from a state and a place of integrity. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I have with me today Liz Harrington. I'd also like to thank Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. We'll be right back. Fly your flag for freedom. Go to the Jen Charlton Show backslash flags and buy your flag today. Welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today Liz Harrington in studio, the spokesperson for President Donald J. Trump's campaign. And, Liz, we were talking earlier about the situation with the indictments and different things. I'd like to dig into that with you. Right now we have the Department of Justice and its cronies uh, working to – with, I, I would say it sounds like they're working in conjunction with the De- Democrat National Committee, the DNC, to take down President Trump. And coincidentally, we're in the middle of an election cycle, so some of these indictments and the proceedings will occur right around Super Tuesday and some of these other things. So they are imposing this uh, judicial process. You know, we're supposed to be 
balanced government. We're supposed to have three legs of a stool so that one can't overpower the other. And you can't use the Department of Justice as a as a weapon against an enemy. It's really meant to be the pinnacle of integrity. But what we're seeing is them utilizing Department of Justice against President Trump during an election cycle. And we now have New York, Georgia. We have uh, we have D.C. So they're hitting him on all fronts. It's like we're at war and he's in the middle taking all the hits from multiple sides. So let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about the New York situation. You you mentioned something about that earlier, but you mentioned it's it's not they couldn't get him criminally. Talk about that. Well, here's the thing. So you have these sham indictments which is supposedly the criminal justice system, right? That They're the actual criminals. Um, entrapping people, framing people, uh, extorting lawyers. I mean, there's tons of evidence of their prosecutorial misconduct. And then you have a situation in New York where, so Alvin Bragg brings a f- sham case on bookkeeping when... He himself was not going to pursue it because there's there's no law violation. There's no crime. And, of course, the DOJ sent its number three guy to New York to revive this fake case. So that was the first sham indictment. But meanwhile, the attorney general, Letitia James, who literally ran on getting Trump, that was her platform, which uh, – so show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Literally, it's Stalinist. Uh, she didn't know anything about him and promised – that was her campaign platform. And she couldn't get him criminally. So, so just, she's been so years – In that moment, she collapsed and destroyed the integrity of the Department of Justice mandate – with this her would, political yeah. ambitions, one, but also her political agendas given to her by the DNC. So all of a sudden that infiltrates the DNC into the judicial process. All right, keep going. So she has for years just been trying to get anything on him and she couldn't bring criminal charges because there wasn't anything there. And she's going after his business, purely his business. And. There's nothing there. So she brings a civil trial, civil case, claiming he inflated values. It's actually the opposite. Undervalued his assets. I mean, when you look at what he's built and what he's worth, the brand alone was not even factored in uh, to these valuations, which is he's got the best accountants in the world. Lawyers have all looked at for years. I mean, he's been he built a great company and Of course he did it the right way. And it's proven. I mean, she couldn't find anything. So instead she sues him and claims that he – it was fraud. They claimed Mar-a-Lago was only worth $18 million. And and it's how many acres on the water in in, uh, Palm Beach? It's – I don't know. It is insane. There's a two-acre lot in West Palm Beach – in near the same area that's for sale for $150 million. Just two acres, nothing there. I mean, it's the most lavish. It's it's called the Winter White House. Before President Trump bought it, that's what it was supposed to be. It's worth hundreds so, of millions. If not billions. Right. I mean, it's 
probably one of the most expensive properties in the world. They're committing the fraud. So she brings it to this vindictive judge, corrupt jurisdiction, who before they even have the so civil they go, trial. judge shopping. They went judge shopping. Yeah, before they even have the civil trial, he rules in favor of Letitia James. And is trying to take away President Trump's business in New York. Again, what did I say at the beginning? It's, it's you Marxism. You want to take somebody down, you crush him financially. So this is all happening while they're trying to put him in jail. It's it's sick. It is a sickness. And if we allow this to continue, they will do it to anyone. If they can do it to President Trump, who has resources to fight back. I mean, we've you've covered it very well. But look at all these people wrapped up in the January 6th. Many people didn't even go in the building. And yet they're getting raided uh, or sent SWAT teams and broad daylight while they're shopping at the store i mean this is and sick. the proud the proud boys and how do you fight back against didn't that? even go there wasn't even there on january 6th and they indicted him 22 years they sentenced him it's outrageous. so clearly they're already doing it to other people besides president trump but i mean you are going to be sadly mistaken if you think that it's not going to reach your shores eventually it will and so we have to really stand up. It's not a Republican or Democrat thing. Most of that is an illusion. It's a facade. It does not. It's well, about common evidence. sense. It's about right and wrong. And it's about rule of law. And it's about our country. And it's about something that's a lot bigger than just President Trump. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, when you think about Senator Mitch McConnell and my, my hashtag ditch Mitch, I ask everybody on here who's on social media, please get it out there. Hashtag ditch Mitch, because it is so overdue. And that man is no more Republican than my, you know, puppy. Absolute disgrace. Yeah, he is a disgrace. And, uh, you know, this notion of a uniparty where it's not about Republican and Democrat anymore. We've lost our way in terms of our political ideologies that allow us to have conversations for differences to make us better, right? We've lost that. Now it's about good versus evil. I think you wanted to say something on that. Well, it made me think of something you said earlier. We're supposed to have three stools, right? Three separate executive, legislative, and the courts. Um, and But what they're using, they're using the executive, but... To go after the head of the executive branch. The executive is supposed to be the presidency. And yet they have something that didn't exist at the founding of our country, the Justice Department, and an unelected just class of people, a regime that's using that power of the executive branch against the it's people, own. against its own self. Yes. Because the executive... the. Well, the it Justice Department is supposed to be the highest the elected branch. official, right. and yet they're turning it to unelected people or using that power against that official, President Trump. I mean, who is the most representative of the people that we've probably ever had, certainly in modern history. He represent he's actually representing the interests of the people. And they're using the power that's supposed to be vested in the executive branch for the highest elected official 
they're taking away that power, turning it on its head and going using it to go after him. So and that's what's really so upside down. What's critical to understand here, and I actually think we may need a fourth branch of government. Um, and I've had this conversation with my dad. The Justice Department is housed in the executive branch. If you're electing the executive branch, so the executive branch is an elected position, albeit by the president, who then appoints the cabinet, which is all political. So we have a dilemma. We actually have, I think, a constitutional crisis and dilemma in our government, in the structures of it, that the Department of Justice is in the executive branch. First of all, it should not be, because that inherently politicizes it. Secondly, the intel community... I'm not quite sure where they're housed. They should be separate. We've seen that weaponized as well. I think the only area that hasn't been fully weaponized is the military. They've been harmed because they were imposed on taking the jab. It's causing super cancer spread and some of these other things that are occurring out of that jab. It has compromised our military that they force those people to take it. And I'm very upset about that. There is a commitment that I have in my business, and you guys will be hearing more about it as we go forward, to really bring healing to uh, people who have had to make that choice in order to comply with some unconstitutional mandates and uh, or they didn't get their money in their bank account or they were put on leave or whatever would occur that would harm them financially and their families. What was done to people to force them to take that jab is, in my opinion, a human rights violation. And it, it's criminal. It's criminal what they did. And we we're going to that may take decades to sort out because it did after the Nazis did this. To those poor people, uh, you know, so we w- this will this will have to play out. But I do think we need to restructure some government. You have any thought about that? Well, that is one part of President Trump has so many agenda items. It's called Agenda 47. If you go to the website, DonaldJTrump.com, you can go to the tab Agenda 47. and It has all of his policy proposals. And one of them is talking about cleaning house way to really curb the corruption that's inherent in the Justice Department and really all the federal agencies of this revolving door. Um, But another aspect of it is this idea that, you know, he's the highest elected official. You're supposed to be able to staff the executive branch. And yet we've gotten a system that is so far removed from that that you have career officials and you pretty much can't get rid of them. They're just entrenched. And the, you have this political the point. Yes. And it's fundamentally anti-American. It's styled really in the Soviet Union style of the central. They're basically all central planners in there. And you can't get rid of them. And they have so much power. And so he, absolutely combating that and making it so you can get rid of the, these people and because you constantly you saw it throughout the first term so much of his agenda which amazingly got through but so much it was a constant battle between he would issue an order and it wouldn't be followed you had this undercut from these unelected people who they know that they'll still be there uh, after the term is over 
after you know they filter in and out and, and so that's kind of really what the uniparty is also it's it's just on autopilot it's this bureaucracy and so we have to it's it really is so antithetical to our our republic our system and the way it was designed and so i think that's a huge part of how in the second term we're going to restructure that and make sure that that power is really returned back to the people yeah, what comes to mind is thin the herd. You know, you've got it at government level, it's so thick, like you say, so thick in the bureaucracy. And, and you have agencies like the EPA or you have agencies like the IRS superimposing what should be legislatively decided, these policies, and, and they impose it on the people and they now, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, now, and they have no accountability. Correct. And that's the problem. I mean, the people in another problem is how do you have accountability if our with our elected officials if you don't trust our elections right but the point is the legislature ceding all of that authority and just giving it off to the different agencies they say oh it's not on me you know they don't have any responsibility because all these unelected people who are nameless faceless you never know who they are they're the ones that are actually making the decisions and running things and you don't know even know who to go to to air your grievances so that's a fundamental problem so we're going to take a quick break and i have with me today liz harrington it's always a great conversation and we really i love digging into some of these deeper profound issues because they are fundamental to redesigning us good or bad when we come back i want to share with you something on the house and ways committee press conference that outlines some of the things that are coming up against Joe Biden, who has allegedly, I'm not going to even say allegedly, he has clearly, with evidence, put our country up for sale. And it's along with his son, Hunter. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen. And I have Liz Harrington in studio. I want to play something from the House Ways and Means Committee. The Republicans are talking about the IRS whistleblower information that has really revealed so much about the Biden criminal enterprise. Here you go. Moments ago, the Ways and Means Committee, we voted to release over 700 pages of additional material provided to the committee by two IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, who came forward at great risk to their careers and reputations to bring to light evidence of corruption and misconduct within our federal government. On June 22nd, the committee voted to release the initial testimony of the two IRS whistleblowers that showed wrongdoing and misconduct at both the Department of Justice and the IRS. Their testimony then also shed light on a complex and lucrative enterprise operated by the Biden family to enrich themselves to the tune of at least $20 million, with much of Hunter Biden's share going unreported for taxes. In the months since, no one has offered any evidence. Okay, so there you go. $20 million criminally acquired by selling daddy to foreign actors and then he doesn't have the nerve to report it well of course was he going to say yes i acquired this by selling out our country i mean so he's getting away with treason and 
IRS, you know, fraud and uh, and lack of, you know, paying taxes like the rest of, of us schlubs that would be in jail if we had done this. So what are your thoughts, Liz? Yeah, I think the the best uh, line I saw was there's 20 shell companies, but no business. What's the business? The business is, oh, it's selling out America. And yet, meanwhile, what we were talking about before in New York, an actual businessman who's provided so much benefit to with his buildings and properties and how many thousands of people he's employed over the years, President Trump actually built a business and they're trying to take it away for not a crime just the crime of running for president and running against this corrupt system what's so troubling here is the fact that and they do have these whistleblowers coming forward but this information was known by our own government for a very long time they've been covering it up why Meaning the hunter laptop and all of that and then well, they and tried just, to say and it the was bribes us. and yeah you think that the Justice Department and our intel agencies don't know that the Bidens are on the take? They know, and they use it against the Bidens to get them to do what they want them to do. I mean, they are totally owned. And why is this coming out now? Because he's no longer useful to them. I think it's quite obvious that they're moving against Joe Biden. They're trying to push him aside to get him to not run and put someone else up on the Democrat side because they know – this guy is not going to make it. Okay, so who do you think they're going to put up? You know, I, I'm, I'm not hearing sure. Michelle Obama. Yeah, you've heard that. that. You've heard Gavin Newsom. I mean, honestly, they're they're going to use anybody. They can't really use Kamala, right? Because oh she's Ca- more unpopular. I mean, President Kamala. Trump's beating Biden by ten points in the most liberal polls. ABC, Washington Post, ten points. Okay, imagine how much he's really up. It's incredible. That's why they're moving against him. They know this guy. And they're going to have to try to commit so much fraud in 2024. And they're going to say that Joe Biden. I mean, they already pretended he got 81 million votes. Are they really going to be able so to pretend he's going to beat that? No. So let's talk about Newsom. Um, you know, looks good. Good looking dude. Slick. He's got the look. However, his state is failing. And oh, by the way. Where California goes, so does Maryland. We are no different than California. If anybody is under the illusion that this leadership, and I'm not going to say the people, because I think we've had seriously corrupt elections here in in Maryland, and I think the people are far more um, democratic in their thinking, and I don't mean Democrat as in liberal, I mean Democratic as in constitutional and uh, Republicans or I don't even like the GOP anymore right now has 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 lost its way. But but when you look at I don't even want to use the word conservative because not everybody's as conservative yeah. as I am or you are. But we certainly don't want the corrupt left lib, liberal progressive that's here in Maryland. But we are no different than in, in California. We're no different than New York. So. But when you look at California and Newsom and how he has destroyed that state, he's allowed it to to plummet to to the point it was Target shutting stores, Nordstrom that was based. I mean, its hub was California. They're getting out. You know, San Francisco, which used to be a lovely city, is crushed. I mean, how on earth do they think that this guy is a solution for the rest of us? Exactly. And and, and it's not going to work. Like It's unless there's massive, massive fraud, honestly. And like just how corrupt 
uh, California's elections are. President Trump talked about it. He was in, he gave an amazing speech in California yesterday at the Republican convention, uh, and there are massive amounts of people out to see him. It, there is so much energy in California, and we really need to remember that. I think that's how you know we get back to what do we do. There's so much more of us. We need to just activate. We need to show up, do what's right, and keep fighting back against this. Because honestly, take Newsom out of it, take Biden out of it. They're just figureheads of really a corrupt system. They have no power. They have no choice of what they're going to do. It's a corrupt system that's on autopilot. They're being used too. Mm -hmm. And we have to really take back our agency and take back this whole system and say no more well and i i appreciate you ending on that note with us because everybody listening you have the more power than you realize and when we join forces we link arms we hold hands against the corruption and we frankly pray about it and make sure that we're aligned with what God's will is for the people, we will prevail. I really do believe that. And we need to look for leaders, not only in President Trump, but in Congress and all the different roles out there to make sure that we have the right leaders in place and that they have the right heart for you and me and we the people. God bless you, everybody. Have a great week. You're listening to The Jen Charlton Show right here on WFMD. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Fly your flag for freedom. Go to the Jen Charlton Show backslash flags and buy your flag today.